perhaps the deficiency in our infrastructure might be an opportunity for us. If we can manage the economic and finance aspect of it, then we are actually going to be installing infrastructure that will have embedded into it the sensors, the intelligence, and the data science to actually build the smart cities. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. I'm Marcella Cavallero, Esri Manager of National Government Emerging Business, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard National Institute of Urban Affairs Director Jagan Shah highlight both the challenge and opportunity of integrating smart technology in India's cities. Location technology is increasingly being used by India's largest cities to strengthen economic development and data-driven decision-making. In this episode, hear Esri Urban Analytics Lead Aman Ra Mashariki investigate how smart maps empower smart cities in India. Jagan, welcome. Thank you for sitting down and having this conversation with us. Thank you. When it comes to urban planning and economic development, what unique challenges does India face? Well, the biggest unique challenge that India faces in economic development and urban planning is simply the scale of what we are faced with. We have more than 8,000 urban settlements. We have a large number of mega cities and many small cities of about 10 to 20,000 population, which have absolutely no planning, hardly any infrastructure. And uh, we have a large movement of people from rural areas into urban areas. So the migration phenomenon is posing an enormous challenge. You can imagine for an unplanned city, for it to absorb this kind of inexorable flow of people coming in, we don't have the human resources to manage this. Uh, We're running out of space. And we certainly lack the finance. What role does location intelligence play in urban planning and economic development? There are two aspects to this. One is a more sort of generic aspect to all cities in the world, which has got to do with sort of value of land and property. uh, And location is a very key aspect of the value that is attributed to space in cities. Um, And then there is another aspect to this, which has got to do with the particular kind of socioeconomic composition of our cities. Um, We tend to have a lot of stratification in our urban societies. Some people use the term ghettoization. There is a lot of segregation of the poor away from the rich and the middle class. And so there is a certain kind of locational dynamic that is created in the city because of that. And because of the deficiencies in infrastructure, largely social infrastructure like schools, hospitals, and so on, what you find is that the, the urban poor tend to find locations which are proximate to these services. They need the schooling, they need the uh, healthcare, and the rich can always drive to these places, but the poor need to be close. So it sets up a very contested kind of urban space. And so I think in this kind of a context, locational intelligence is fundamental to thinking about Indian cities. How do you manage sustainability and renewability in a country with more than a billion people? Well, the government of India has made fairly bold statements in the world arena, especially at the Paris conference, COP21, about the fact that India has one of the lowest per capita consumptions of energy and per capita emission as well. Now, I think the fact that we have ways of life and a certain kind of lifestyle and and society that, that, that follows thrift and frugal use of resources is, is something that we are trying to turn to our advantage. However, 
you can only turn it to advantage if you can actually harness the scale of every individual and every household and every family that is doing all of this frugality and, and saving, if you can harness that scale. And in that context, technology has to be a tool for harnessing that scale. India has become a leader in the effort to develop smart cities and communities. How would you define a smart city? And why are they so critical to India's future? We're trying to change the nature of the game in terms of the kinds of patterns of urbanization and, and city development that we've been following since our independence over the last 60 years. We need to rest a lot of confidence in local communities to improve their quality of life at a local level, to participate in planning decision-making and prioritization about what are the projects that need to be implemented. So the Smart City mission really looks at a participatory process by which citizen engagement forms the foundation of government action. That's one very important aspect to this. The other aspect is that we are embracing the opportunity which is created by the availability of information and communication technology. And we want to use that to leverage a fairly extensive presence of mobile telephones, for instance, widespread acceptance of e-governance, which is really important to the Indian government, and also a growing penetration of technology into daily lives of all families. Uh, and we want to leverage that to bring together a certain kind of participatory, trust-based, and extremely interactive relationship between citizens and government and to direct all of that towards meeting one of our national challenges, which is to sort out our cities, because cities are the generators of wealth in our country. 60% of the GDP of the country is generated in cities. So we cannot give up on our cities, however deficient they might be, or they might be riddled with all kinds of problems like rising crime or pollution and social problems as well. We simply have to invest in our cities. What's your definition of a livable city? A livable city is a city where all citizens, families and communities can participate in the larger processes of building an economy and building a society through a lifestyle or a quality of life that is healthy, productive, and allows for both the productive functions of life, such as work and commerce and so on, as well as the leisure that allows them to enjoy arts and culture. This would basically be uh, our definition of a livable city. We have devised, just a few months ago in fact, it was released, a city livability index. It has 79 indicators, which cover across the spectrum of environment quality, access to infrastructure, access to mobility, quality of living environment and habitat, as well as access to services and the, the quality of the relationship between citizens and government. So we are deeply interested in this question, but broadly uh, this, the livable city for us is uh, one where every citizen can be productive uh, while leading a healthy life. You shared some examples of e-governance and participatory government. From your perspective, what are some of the outcomes of that? One of the really important outcomes of e-governance is going to be transparency. Transparency is fundamental to building the trust between citizens and government. E-governance removes 
a lot of the rent seeking which has been part of the indian system where discretionary and sometimes whimsical decision making by government officers affect the uh, daily life and and the prosperity of our citizens e governance will render that kind of a system obsolete and create a different system where the citizen does not have to deal with human intermediation in all even basic functions like uh, you want to pay your taxes or you want to get a certificate from the city office or get a permit that sh- that needs to become effortless and needs to become transparent and e governance will deliver that that's that's one of the key uh, success indicators for all our e governance efforts you mm-hmm. spoke to the role that technology plays in the smart city mission but i wanted to ask how do you ensure that technology can impact not just a small few but everyone in india as you're moving towards a smart city that's a wonderful question because we are conscious of the fact that there is a digital divide in our country as well not everyone has access to the digital technology that forms the foundation for our vision of smart cities in the country we are approaching it from demand side economics in some sense we understand that every citizen wants to be part of this system and if we can create the architecture in which it's inclusive and allows for people to see themselves as part of this larger whole then the availability or the access to technology is going to become far easier so we cannot certainly cannot engineer a market economy but we understand that market forces will begin to cater if you have a, a, a clearly articulated demand and and in that respect we find that the poor the rich the middle class everyone alike is articulating that demand how can the emergence of big data from smart devices and the iot influence future cities and then how can cities operationalize that data i think the answer to this is linked to what i said about participation big data is going to be generated a lot from users of the city whether it's transportation systems or water supply sanitation power supply this big data needs to give us access to preferences to understanding how our consumers are thinking how they would like to be part of a larger system so analyzing big data again seems to be a sort of an axiom uh, in our in our society because of the scale of things it's not only big data being generated by 100,000 people is big data being generated by big populations so it it's kind of comes with the turf that you have to deal with big data the pace and amount of data available to cities is rapidly accelerating mm-hmm. how can cities ensure they're considering the right data in their smart city efforts how do you ensure that analytics actually ties back to the core problems you're trying to solve oh that's a tough question you know we're we're looking at a situation where we're making a leapfrog attempt you know from a situation where decision making was not based on data it was not based on evidence to a completely transformed scenario where all decision making all policy all implementation work is based on evidence and data i think greater involvement of the public is going to be a very important part of this because it will be the foil to the excesses or the lapses of government citizens need to get involved because at the end of the day they are the beneficiaries for whom the government invests and if they are less adversarial in their relationship with government if they are more participatory in their relationship with government then we have a productive relationship where it will become a system of checks and balances 
And we're counting on that kind of a system evolving as we go forward. You've talked before about the need to balance the city's identity and heritage while stressing the need to modernize. How can cities manage these competing pressures and how can citizens play a part in this process? Well, the Smart City mission itself is a good illustration of how this can happen. As you might know, the, the Smart City mission is being implemented through a challenge process where every city creates uh, a Smart City plan um, where they prioritize projects and uh, actually identify areas where they want to start this larger transformation of their city. In that context, what we are finding is that every city is looking at identity. They're looking at making statements about what is their unique identity, what is their unique strength. And given the fact that India is a, a society with a very long history, when you talk about identity, it gets equated with cultural history. It gets equated with what you might call as tangible and intangible heritage. So the very identity, even in an economic sense, tends to get articulated in terms of what is our historical strength. And then there is the whole social matrix as well, because we have immense diversity socially in our country, all kinds of different communities that speak different languages. We have 16 official languages in addition to English, you know. So all of that diversity is, in a sense, manifesting itself in the smart city mission uh, with cities articulating very unique kinds of uh, strategies for their own transformation. And that's, that's very gratifying to see because you, you, you do realize that in the broader global context as well, different cities that have actually been able to sustain their development and growth have defined unique advantages. And, and that's essential. So if we can get Indian cities at a sort of an early stage of their evolution to start doing that, then, of course, it's not cast in stone, but it certainly gives them an edge in terms of being able to prioritize and also represent themselves in the larger political economy of cities. How are businesses involved in the smart cities effort in India? And then how do you think they should be involved? You might have heard of a very bold step taken by the Indian government referred to as demonetization that was set into motion uh, roughly about six, seven months ago. And the push towards an economy which is more digitally managed rather than based on cash, which was a huge burden on our economy because it led to a lot of what is called black money. So if you look at the combination of a digital economy as well as e-governance, which is another big investment by the government of India, then you can uh, appreciate the fact that businesses and all economic operations are not only going to become more transparent, they are likely to become more rational rather than based on sometimes very ancient systems of exchange or transaction, often trust-based and not recorded, not transparently uh, shared. A flip side to that is the fact that people are evading taxes because a lot of transactions were taking place in cash. So the very nature of business itself is changing with this whole digital transformation. It is, again, one of the important parts of the present uh, government of India's commitments to transforming the entire economy and, and, and the whole urbanization scenario. Why is governance just as important as technology when it comes to the development of smart cities? And what are the dangers of just focusing on technology? Well, clearly, technology is an enabler. Technology is 
essential to understanding our relationship with the world and the resources and you know and and the way things are in in the ecosystem however technology is in and of itself one might say neutral it doesn't necessarily dictate things to you mm-hmm. you can make what you want of it by and large i think what we are going to see as we go forward is that digital literacy and greater e-governance a digital economy all of these are going to combine into a transformed system where it will not be difficult for citizens to be part of the democracy that they are actually enjoying and have preserved over 60 years so it's going to be very important that we keep that larger political and social vision clearly in our sights as we go forward because if we let this combination of greater application of technology and greater presence of government in people's lives go astray or create unwanted consequences then we will have a crisis on our hands and in india historically society has been extremely quick to respond or react to any kind of unwanted intrusion into a kind of democratic and participative uh system how can cities mm-hmm. tap into emerging technologies like machine learning ai and cognitive capabilities to become smarter i think the iot m2m internet of everything story is built into or concomitant with our development of infrastructure so there has been fair amount of discussion about the fact that perhaps the deficiency in our infrastructure might be an opportunity for us because we don't have infrastructure in a lot of our cities we are actually implementing cutting edge 21st century infrastructure as long as we can afford it that's really important if we can afford that if there is a level of customization or there's a level of cost reduction because you do the manufacturing in india if we can manage that part of it the economic and finance aspect of it then we are actually going to be installing infrastructure which is smart that will have embedded into it the sensors the intelligence and the data science um that we need to actually build the smart cities so um i believe this is not not a situation where we are looking at m2m and iot as as layers that we are applying over existing systems but really layers which are built into systems that we are in going to install uh, in our cities thank you very much i really enjoyed hearing from you and sitting down and talking to you thank, thank you very you. much for your time jagan thank you very much thanks for listening to the esri and the science of wear podcast and thanks to jagan shah for explaining how location technology supports critical initiatives like e-governance and modernization and builds trust and connection between civic leaders and constituents To learn more, download our ebook, Making Sense of Digital Transformation, at esri.com/where. To keep current with new interviews, visit our podcast page at esri.com/podcast.